patience allows room for understanding. It allows room and capacity for grace. There's a lot of opportunity in patience that we miss in anger and we miss in frustration and we miss in when we're rushing. of the best kept secret. It truly does bless my whole life. And I just want you to know that I'm really enjoying the opportunity to grow alongside with you because there's no other choice. We literally have no other choice. We are growing in this season. You know, I never thought that I would say I was excited to talk about patience. But here I am. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation because the more I learn about it, the more I appreciate it. You know, I don't have a doubt that you want to live to please the Lord. And I pray you don't have a doubt about that within me either. After all, why on earth will we be here talking about the fruit of the spirit if we did not want to live to please the Lord? I don't even have a doubt that you or I love the Lord. However, I do sometimes doubt that we truly know what love is. First Corinthians chapter 13 verses four through eight are the famous verses in the Bible that Christians and non-Christians alike quote because it does so well to define love. It tells us very specifically what love is and what love isn't. And it reads, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts always hopes, and always perseveres. And we could just do a whole season on 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 8, but we won't. (laughs) However, that first descriptor catches my eye. And then I feel as if the rest of the verse teaches us how to really exercise that patience. Because if we're going to show love, We've got to develop this part of the fruit. As we've said time and time and time again, each and every one of these parts complement the others. And without one of them, we are misshapen and deformed. And it shows. And it shows. You know, patience is called long-suffering in some of the other translations. And That's exactly what it means. It means to suffer long with the hope and the 
intention that it's going to improve, that it's going to get better, that that goal, that desire, that dream is going to be realized. And no one is more patient than our God. The word tells us that God is love. Now that is a very distinct difference between God is love and love is God, because love is not God. When we begin to believe that love is God, we begin to do the things that really cause us to fulfill our own pleasures and pursue our own happiness and encourage others to pursue their own happiness, even when it comes at the expense of those whom they may be connected to. But when we remember that God is love, We choose to put others before us and we choose to wait and we choose to believe the best and we choose to suffer with them, to suffer for them, even when there's not a quick fix. Our culture is obsessed with hacks and quick fixes and just beating the algorithm and all the other things. But there is no quick fix when it comes to loving others well and showing patience. I'm grateful that God embodies this. I'm grateful that he doesn't leave us in a moment of weakness. And I'm grateful that he holds out waiting with the desire, the dream, and the knowledge that we will return to him. And it is that patience that will have its perfect work in us. I am really looking forward to getting into this conversation today because we're going to be talking with a guest that is in the middle. She's in the middle of growing her family with her husband. She's in the middle of building her legacy. She's in the middle of doing the thing that God called her to do. And one of the reasons that I'm grateful to learn from up here is because a lot of times when we listen to a grandma or an auntie tell us, just wait, baby, just wait, we tend to roll our eyes hypothetically. We tend to feel a disconnect between the struggles that we experience and those that they experienced. And we choose to distance ourselves from their advice because we don't always feel as if they understand or empathize with where we are in the moment. However, today we have the opportunity to learn from someone that is in the middle of it. And this is a conversation we need to have. It's a conversation we need to have because when we don't exercise patience, it is absolutely tragic. I mean, really, I'm not being dramatic. For once, I'm not being dramatic. (laughs) It is tragic. As I began to prepare my thoughts in preparation for this podcast, I began to think of who within the Bible failed to display this part of the fruit of the spirit. And 
Israelites in the wilderness instantly came to my mind. I mean, how tragic was it that in one moment of weakness and within their inability to wait for Moses to return with God's directive from the mountain, they put all their gold together and they began to build this golden calf and then they began to worship it. How tragic is that? We're not going to get into that whole story here, but it continued and it was tragic. However, as soon as I began to think about that experience that we learn about in the Bible, I was instantly reminded of how we are still reeling from the effects of Abraham's impatience and how even though God had promised a son to Abraham and Sarah, he chose to go into his slave Hagar and conceive Ishmael with with her. We are still reeling from the effects of that sibling rivalry today. And this is the tragedy that impatience produces. But I couldn't stop there because then I began to think about how Cain and Abel endured sibling rivalry because of Cain's inability to wait, because of Cain's jealousy and Cain's impatience with the opportunity that he had to learn to serve God well in the face of Abel's worship to the Lord. I I mean, when we think about impatience, we see how connected it is to pride. They go hand in hand when they are partnered together and it is destructive. But y'all, I couldn't even stop at Cain and Abel because as soon as I thought of them, I thought of Adam and Eve. And who? if not Eve, was the most impatient of all. And we won't leave our sis out there stranded because her husband was impatient as well. Why on earth didn't our sister just wait to talk with her husband? Why on earth didn't our sister just wait to ask God to repeat his word and to shine a little clarity on that situation if she was confused? Our sister dealt with impatience. And when we look at her ultimate desire to become like God, we see that that is exactly what impatience produces. It produces a desire to lead us to become like God. It produces this desire to show him that we know better than he knows because even though he told us to wait, we know that we're ready for it. We know we can handle it and we really do know what's best. It puts us in a position to elevate our pride on this pedestal called impatience and to put ourselves on some false equal footing with him and it is destructive. But today, today we are crushing that pedestal called impatience and we are bringing that pride low as we remember that he really does know best. 
as we remember that his timing truly is perfect, as we remember that if he's withheld anything from us in a moment, it is working together for our good. And that if we choose to allow patience to have his perfect work, we will come out all the better for it. He is so good and he's so faithful. Let's choose to believe that with our actions. Let's choose to believe that with our words. Let's choose to believe that and wait for him. I am excited for you all to meet my guest today. She is joining us from Toronto, Canada. And y'all, I am so grateful for a new app that I found because it helped me to identify other reviews that I didn't even know I had. I had no clue that you can only access the reviews from the country that you are currently in unless you finagle it and look intentionally for the reviews that others have posted in other countries. Y'all, I have family in Canada and I knew it, but I didn't really realize it. And one of my sisters in Canada left a beautiful review and she writes from Petra Ignites from Canada. And the title of her review is Love the Episode About Encouragement. She says, I've always naturally been an encourager, but I've never realized it as a gift until listening in this podcast and seeing it for myself in scripture. One of the things I liked about this episode is how it covered ways to encourage yourself. As encouragers, we are always pouring into others. So today was a reminder to me to encourage and fill myself back up. So I am refreshed and full as well. Thanks for this candid conversation. Petra, I'm so grateful for you, girl. I have a gift for you from loved and blessed. If you would just send me a message on Instagram or um, post a picture of one of the podcasts, then I'll get that over to you because I cannot believe that I was not aware that you left a podcast review earlier this year, and I want you to know I don't take it for granted. For those of you that have yet to rate or review this podcast, I want to ask you right now before we continue this conversation to do that. It would truly help me. Your girl is out here stepping out on faith in new ways, working to be obedient, and bring you guests that really encourage me in my life to help all of us grow together, but I could use the support in this area. So scroll down below if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a comment, let me know what has resonated with your spirit. We are going to get on into our conversation with our guest, and I'm excited to get into this conversation with her because even though this is the first conversation that we will have had outside of messaging one another in our DMs on Instagram and commenting on one another's posts, I have really admired connecting with her over the past year. She does everything with intentionality and watching her launch her ministry has just been a delight because I'm encouraged by those that I see 
working with a different level of intentionality because it encourages and motivates me in an area that is a weakness, if we're going to be quite honest. I want you to listen in because even though she's joining me with her baby on her lap, that is just how much this conversation means to her. And we are here for the real life. We are not distracted by babies. We listen to babies with our friends. Some of y'all have babies. We're not, we are not thrown off by conversation with our sisters with who are bouncing babies on their laps. So we're grateful that they showed up and that they are being present with their children. So Tanya, how are you? How are you? <laughs> I am so good. And I am so glad to be here with you. Oh gosh, Liv, I just want to thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I am so grateful for your time. I have enjoyed connecting with you on social media for the past year in so many ways. You have encouraged me and the way that you speak with so much love and patience is absolutely beautiful. And I'm ready for this conversation. I am here for it. I am here for it. (laughs) So we have a couple of um, acquaintances. I'm really hoping that they're friends. I need to get up to Toronto so I can claim all y'all as friends and sisters though. Um, And I just want to give them a shout out. So we met through Nicole Simon. Yeah, and that relationship has just blessed me in so many ways. So, sis, hello if you're listening, hello. But you also have one of my favorite shirts on in the entire world. Oh, by Vanya. <laughs> it simply says "Pray" for those of you that yeah. can't see it, and. Okay. I love that shirt. I love that shirt. So we're all family and I'm making it up to Toronto soon. I'm coming. (laughs) I cannot wait till you come. And I just hope that I I can get out with you with the kids and everything. I'm going to make sure it happens. I can't wait for you to come. (laughs) It is amazing though, the people that I've met on social media, the saints, the sisters, the friendships, the connections is like, God, your kingdom is so vast. And because we're in our cities before social media and really before the pandemic, we're still kind of very um, stuck in our zones and our areas. But I just I just thank God for the doors that are open and like there are sisters in Christ all over the world. And I'm so glad I'm so glad to be connected to you. So all thank- over the world. And it is so mutual. So for everyone who's listening, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. You are an entrepreneur, you're a mama, you're a wife, you're doing all the things. So tell everybody about yourself. Okay. As I wipe away my daughter's um spit up on her bib. She's my so precious, y'all. She's so precious. So much. She's gonna be all of in this today. Okay, saints of God. So just just be ready to hear from Bellamy. Um, everyone, my name is Tanya, and I just feel like a really basic Christian girl (laughs) from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I'll say Canada. Um, I feel really basic, honestly. I've grown up in church. I got baptized at age 12, and I do thank God. Um, it's like, uh, it was more of an apostolic church. And it was rigid. It had those old school rules, that old school feel. The church mothers sing from the hymn book on the Sundays. Um, 
and and you know 20 years later in hindsight I'm just thankful thankful for the church that God allowed me to get baptized in and yes thankful for the journey that he's brought me on um I'm I've been married for five years I have like five and a half years I have three children under five so I'm living a hashtag and it is a whole lot um more recently I've just come to find a deep love and passion in my heart for women just God's women pouring out to them in prayer pouring out to them in mentorship and before I even understood the term mentorship I was mentoring people I didn't have any idea I was just talking to them letting them know things that God gave me to get me through and uh just giving them anything that I had you know because my goodness, we're in this journey, this walk with God, and it's tough. We go through the toughest, the ugliest things, the things that nobody wants to talk about, sometimes from the pulpit, but we need to strengthen and sharpen each other in our everyday walk. We can all look good on a Sunday, but it's the Monday to Saturday that we need to serve God, that we need to experience victory in our homes, in our tough marriages, in our tough parenting situations, and in various tough situations. And God has given us all tools and skills and lessons in these hard times that I truly believe that need to be shared. Um, so I guess that's kind of where Commons with my sister came about here. It's a mentorship network. So it's just really a place for Christian women to connect, share, and grow as they walk with God. As I was saying, like, um, personal, my personality makes it easy for people to kind of reach out to, to connect with, and to be vulnerable with. Everyone doesn't have the same personality, but a lot of people are still full. A lot of women are full because of their experiences and their difficult situations, um, but they don't always get the opportunity to minister, you know, and to share what God has given them. Um, So um, actually in 20, I think 19, I believe in 2019, I was in a tough season. I wasn't serving. I was in a new church. So I was just in a very different place in life, but I, I had a, I, I had two little ones at that time. And I, I was like, God, like I, I love my children. You know, I love my husband, but there's something in me to do and it's missing. And I, I need to do it. You know, what's in my heart to do. So I just want to be more intentional about reaching out to some Christian women praying with them, connecting with them, letting them know, sis, I have your back. I may not have been through this, but I can help pray you through, or I have been through this and this is what God gave me and I want to give it to you. So um, I took on five young women in that season. Uh, actually last year, I took on five young women last year. It was a beautiful time of mentorship with them. Oh my goodness. It was the best time. It was just the best time. The conversations with the women, I was like, if there's some way I can do this for the rest of my life and make an income because I need to live, you know, um, but I, I'd love to use my time to just pour into God's people, to encourage them, to strengthen them, to let them know, like, God brought me through something just like that, like he can bring you through. So the Mentorship Network is now calling other women with that same desire to pour, to share, to give to other people, um, calling them to mentor and encourage some other uh, women in the body of Christ who just need mentorship or just need encouragement or just need a woman to pray with them through a season. So we're in season one. We actually have, I believe, 10 mentors and 16 mentees. So I'm so, so, so thankful. 
And the testimonies that I've received so far are like, Tanya, I just went through this situation last year that my mentee's walking through right now. And I'm so thankful to God when I hear those things because I'm like, God, you really, you, you did that, Jesus. You get the glory, Lord. And it's just funny, the way that I paired them is just kind of, if they have similar experiences, okay. And I'm just prayerfully like, God, like, let me know. Let me know the names. I, I don't know more than half of the people who signed up for the program. And that's another thing that I give God thanks for is that they can understand the vision so much by what we've put out and they and they feel the call of God to join it. And the, the feedback has just been so, so much confirmation that I know this is God's heart. This is not just my heart. This is God's heart that he put on my heart. And so I'm thankful. I hope that I haven't <laughs> grappled too much. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, that was beautiful. And I love hearing just how you have evolved over the years in your faith and how God is just using your desire to be a blessing to our world. And and I think that that's incredibly encouraging to someone that you don't have to even know the people yeah. that he's going to gather to do that work with you, that he will send them as Thank you Lord. take steps. So that is beautiful. You know, we are studying patience today. Yeah. And my question for you is, do you see yourself as a patient person. You know, a lot of people share with me that they're surprised I've asked them to speak on a particular topic because they didn't initially notice that in themselves. But I want to know, is this something that comes easy for you? Or was it a little surprise that I would have asked you to speak on this subject? I was so surprised about the fact that you asked me to speak on patience because I feel so much like, oh, I just need so much more more Lord, <laughs> as a member of three, especially being a mom. I don't know if my boys are just busy and full of life and very sensitive and very like uh, a lot. I don't know if it's just my boys or what, but I feel like, wow, Tanya, you really, you really need a lot more. You know, I told you that um, I actually just, I think maybe a week uh, before you contact me, I told my sons, listen, I'm going to teach you guys Galatians 5, 22 to 23, because y'all need the fruit of the spirit. Okay. Not only them, me too. Cause I need my boys to have self-control. I need them to be uh, loving and kind and gentle, you know, and, and that, Oh Lord, they need patience. And so do I. So personally, I don't find myself as a patient person, truthfully. Um, but it takes a lot to grow in the fruit of the spirit when you don't feel naturally inclined to it or naturally like it's you. You know, a lot of people refuse to pray for patience. Because they know they're going to be frustrated in many ways. I don't know if you ever saw Evan Almighty with Morgan Freeman, but in it, he talks to the wife and he's talking to the wife and she's just so frustrated. And he says, well, when you pray for patience, God then gives you an opportunity to be patient. When you pray for courage, God gives you an opportunity to be courageous. And so a lot of people refuse to pray for patients because of the opportunity is around the corner. But what are some of the benefits that you've learned from the fruit of patience as God just, you know, croons you in this area and continues to develop? 
your own walk with him in this way. It is funny that you say that a lot of people don't want to pray for patience. And I think I do remember a bit about that scene from Evan Almighty. Um, And it's just the fact of the matter that when you ask God for something, he's going to give it to you. Um, He's not just going to give it to you like on a platter (laughs) in this way, but he's going to give it to you in a way that demonstrates that you actually have it or that demonstrates that you don't have it so much. And okay, so I'm going to help you get it. And we're not going to get it without him, right? There's no way of getting more patient without like really getting into God's space and spending time being intimate with him and allowing that fruit of his spirit to be developed. So uh, Christians, our flesh is going to want to shy away from asking because we just don't want the struggle. But truthfully, like in the sanctification process, we might as well just ask for it. You know, there's just, there's no way around it. Like we have to grow in patience as people of God because we have to serve and because we are called to love. We're mandated and ordered to love in the scriptures. There's no love without patience, you know? And um, I was saying earlier, there's no ministry without patience. And there's no family without patience. There's no parenting without patience. The, the, Not without patience. We cannot do this walk with patience. Patience allows room for understanding. It allows room and capacity for grace. There's a lot of opportunity in patience that we miss in anger and we miss in frustration and we miss when we're rushing. You just said so many good (laughs) things. The, the one that caught my attention last was that patience gives room for revelation. It gives room for understanding. And yeah. we need that in this day and time. You know, I feel that some of the issues we're having in our world with other people is because everyone is so quick to yeah. talk about how they're feeling and what they think when they haven't taken the time to process, when they haven't taken the time to listen, when they haven't taken the time to pray about the response they should offer in return. And so I love that you've opened our eyes to that. I also really appreciate the fact that you brought sanctification in or consecration, as I tend to call it a lot of times. And for those of you that aren't familiar with that term, this is something that we are pursuing and something that we're pursuing all season long as we look to cultivate the character of God. Sanctification and consecration simply means being set apart, being set apart and committed to the Lord. So when you sanctify yourself, you recognize that you are set apart and you then make decisions that honor your choice to follow the Lord. And Joshua 3, 5 teaches us that when we consecrate ourselves today, the Lord will do amazing things among us tomorrow. Thank you, Lord. That some of y'all want some amazing things. I know that there are a few prayers that you've prayed and that you are waiting anxiously for. But when we choose to commit our decisions to him, when we choose to wait on him in this moment, even by just allowing that patience to prune us, we can trust that something greater is on the other side. So that was golden, Tanya. And I'm crazy grateful for all that you just poured out. 
I would like to ask you, how has Kaden worked for you, even as you've launched your ministry over the years? Oh, oh my goodness. Patience. Patience has allowed this vision to go from just a seed of an idea to grow to something that really can bear fruit, you know? And um, truthfully, when, when, a, when a great vision comes to your heart, you want to move on it right away because you're like, oh my gosh, I know that people need it. Like, I know that people will need it right now, two and a half years ago when it came to mind. I know that people needed it. When I wanted to start with the, that initial group of five young women, I think the pandemic um, had recently hit. The, the pandemic had recently like just spread across the world. <laughs> I think it was probably March, 2020 when it spread across the world. And um, I was like, Oh my goodness, this would be such a good time. I know that people are going to be going through an even tougher time now. You know, this would be the time. This would be the time. But I had two young boys. I was working full time. A lot of things kept coming up that helped me realize, okay, it's not quite the time yet. Patience allows a vision to be brought to fruition that it should be. Like it, it allows something to get to where it should be. You know, the scripture says, let patience have her perfect work in James. I believe James one verse three or four, let patience have her perfect work, you know, and at the end of the situation, there's going to be something beautiful. There's going to be something full, something whole, something perfected. And I'm not trying to say that comes with my sisters. Perfect, 100%. But the initial vision, uh, the, the initial idea to what it is now, patience allowed every step to roll out in the way that it should. And I cannot take all the credit. Um, some of the time it was just me sometimes talking things out with my husband for, for ideas. Okay, I know myself. How am I going to find these other women? Am I going to take more mentees? Is that practical? Is that reasonable? Is that going to work for us? We're talking about out some details. And in the rollout and in the launch process, um, I was teamed up with Nicole because I'm like, Nicole, I need your help to, to roll this out and to launch it well. So you mentioned that you see the way that I, I posted like intentionally and that's I cannot take all the credit for that. Patience has allowed me to take the time to hear from God and to learn to trust that the vision that he placed in me, as much as it's exciting, it's something that's in my heart that I like to do. It's more than exciting. It's, it's for an appointed time and it needs to be done well to meet who it needs to meet and to, and to, to get to that time as it should. The woman that I was two years ago was not would not have been ready to handle what Combos with My Sister is and what it needs to be for the woman coming into the program. The confidence that I have in God now, I didn't have it two years ago. So even like I said, in the pairings and putting people together, I think two years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Or I, I don't even know how I would have. Now it's just like, okay, God, have your way. Absolutely beautiful. And even as you were talking about how you just allow the Lord to lead you in his timing, I began to think about what happens when we force something to go 
forward. And you already know that when we do that, we have to rely on our own strength because we've manipulated the situation to work in a way that we feel it'll work. And we've left, you know, God's way. And so that is, I have been there for those of you that are listening in and you're like, okay, okay, Liv, you have company. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I have forced a few things in the past and yes. it was absolutely exhausting. And yes. the more that I did it, the more I just couldn't I guess the more that I did it, the more I began to dream and obsess over getting out of it. How do I get out of this now? Yes. Because nothing flows. I would like to ask what recommendations you would offer someone who wants to develop patience, but it's just not that natural inclination, that natural bent that they have, and they're struggling with this area significantly. What words of encouragement would you give them or what recommendations would you tell them about how to start? Okay. Truthfully, the first word of encouragement is that you're not alone. (laughs) And literally, I'm there with you. And there, there are so very many people there with you. First of all, actually, before even that, like, congratulations to you uh, and to the listeners for recognizing that you need more patience, you know, because that's the first step is just actually acknowledging like, yeah, I really, I need work, Lord. That's the first step or else we get nowhere with God, you know? Um, And second of all, yes, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm there with you and I'm struggling through it. Um, but there's hope. There is hope. Oh, I just have to take a moment and just thank God for the hope that's in Christ Jesus. As imperfect as we may be, like because of the blood of Christ, we are perfected. We are continually being sanctified, but we are made perfect already, you know? And I just, I thank God for that because this flesh will fail. There's no goodness in the flesh. There's no ability to be patient in the flesh. Even if even if you come from a very patient family, that doesn't mean you'll be patient. Um, or if you come from an impatient family, that doesn't mean you'll be impatient. Um, but there's hope in Christ. There's hope in Christ that regardless of what we feel and experience in this flesh, there is there is a greater coming. In Christ, we're perfected. So as much as there are issues with us, we look ugly and ratchet to ourselves. God sees us washed in the blood of the lamb. We're not able and worthy to come to him without that anyway. So he sees us perfected and he's putting us through the fire and the things to try us. So to hope thou in God, hope in God, stay hopeful um, that what he started in you, he's able to perform it. Uh, in order to process things properly, we need to breathe better. And so I just want to encourage someone, if you're struggling with patience, start working on taking deep breaths and doing some more mindful breathing. Because a lot of the time, patience, a lack of patience is not the only issue that we have in ourselves. More mindful breathing helps us to become aware of what really is the issue and helps us 
tap into the logical part of our brains to remember the tools that we have to deal with whatever is the issue. When it comes to the spiritual and when it comes to spiritual things and just as as children of God and our walk with God, to grow in patience, we need to be more open to God. Truthfully, to grow in any of the fruit of the spirit, we need to we need to um we need to grow in our intimacy with God because intimacy bears fruit. Growing in our relationship with God and growing in that intimacy is going to be the most important thing to developing the fruit of patience. And I want to encourage someone to just be real with God. There's no intimacy without transparency because when you're real with him, he has the ability to show you where you're wrong. And if we tell him, God, I'm struggling with patience, he will give us things to try us, but he won't just give us things to try us and leave us hot and dry. He will give us things to try us and be with us through the fire until we come out as gold. And he's not going to stop when we fail over and over and over. He's going to be with us until the end of the age. Like Jesus said, he's going to be with us. We can't do it without his spirit. And we cannot grow in the fruit of something if we have no intimacy. There's no intimacy. There's no fruit to be born. Yeah. Well, good. I love how you said that that intimacy is what germinates the seed and then leads you to bear the fruit. And so yeah. it is noticeable when we've been spending time with God, if not to anyone else, although they notice it too, with ourselves, definitely. What would you say is that part of the fruit that is the hardest for you to cultivate in this season as he prunes you and as he challenges you to, you know, just grow in it more? Oh, I think absolutely self-control. <laughs> Um, absolutely self-control. And I have to just say it's because I grew up a fairly undisciplined in a lot. So learning self-control, it's, it's almost like that's not my personality type, <laughs> you know, it's almost like that. Um, it's like, I didn't grow up in that type of home. I didn't grow up in that type of space. So learning self-control, um, very much is hard. And, and second, I need to say, thinking about the fruit of the spirit, like it's, it's hard to, they're interconnected. I don't feel like you really get one without getting the other. I think that we may be a little bit stronger in some areas than others, but self-control, patience, uh, self-control and patience are very hand in hand, you know, and I do struggle. I feel with both of them. <laughs> um, heavily. Uh, I have enjoyed this conversation so much. I have truly, truly been blessed by what you shared. And I just want to thank you for your time as you navigate motherhood with those three little ones and this sweet, precious baby girl. Thank you so much. On Instagram, that's my main place where I am right now. You can find me. Uh, my handle is at Tanya. So T-O-N-Y-A dot impactfully. Tanya dot impactfully. Because I really, I want to make an impact. Now, Father, I just want to say thank you. You're so, so, so good. There's truly none like you, Lord, in all the earth. And we're not going to waste our time looking anymore. We have found in you a resting place. Hallelujah. 
You've made our hearts glad. Hallelujah. We just want to say thank you for being the satisfier of our souls. Your word says you open your hand and satisfy every living thing. And we acknowledge that you satisfy, oh God. You satisfy even when we're unsatisfied with ourselves. You satisfy when everything around us is a mess. You give us peace in the eye of the storm. You give us grace when we don't deserve it. You give us mercy when we're guilty. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you that we were here tonight discussing the fruit of the spirit. And God, as we both acknowledge myself and Libby acknowledge that we need to grow. You know, I struggle with self-control, Lord, and we all struggle with various things. We just have to, because we struggle, we just have to be thankful that you're gracious, God. And we just want to say thank you for your help and thank you for your spirit that is alive and at work in us. I thank you, Lord, that the good work that you've started in us, you, God, are able to perform it, Lord, until the day of Christ's return. It's not all about what we can do and what we can build in ourselves. My God, if it wasn't for you, Ah, this temple, it's it's wretched, it's filthy. It's you in us. That's a good thing, Lord. And so we lean into you. We press into you all the more. We press into you when we feel like we don't have grace for others. We press into you when we feel like we don't have the patience. We press into you more when we feel like we can't find the love or we can't find the gentleness. When we feel like we can't find the self-control, we press into you, God. We press into your able hands. Oh, God, we press into your willing spirit, Lord. We just press and we rest in you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask, oh, God, that you strengthen each and every one of us on this journey to trust in you, to hope in God, to remember that we're overcomers because of the blood of the Lamb, because of the word of our testimony, not because we're perfect, but because we're in Christ. That's it. And we give you thanks and praise. Bless each and every one who's listening, God. Meet them where they're at. And thank you for meeting us where we're at. Meet them and thank you for meeting us, oh God. And in this season, what they'd like to see in themselves, oh God, bring it to pass in their lives. Let them know, oh God, that they're going through the fire, but you're going to bring them out as pure gold. And I just ask, Lord, for anyone, oh God, who's been out of relationship with you and out of intimacy with you for whatever reason, I ask, oh God, that you forgive their sins and let them know that they're forgiven and let them know that you're waiting for them to come back home come back to you. You're ready to restore. You're ready to bestow goodness and to bestow mercy to those who have been wandering. You're ready, Lord, to receive them. And we just bless them now in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Thank amen you, Lord. and amen. <sighs> Wasn't that episode good? If you thought that any part of it touched your heart, I'd like to invite you to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It would be such an honor to know what it is that touched your heart. Now, if you're looking for additional content, please look no further. You can find me on YouTube at Live Dooley and Instagram at Candid Live. I cannot wait to the next time we get together. Until then, 
know that you are love.